again, like, I'd have to be like, so deem it. Would you want this? And like, <laughs> would you want to marry this? And then, you know, and then if they say no, sadly, I'd be like, okay, fine. Never doing this again. <laughs> Bye-bye. Sending you back. The embarrassment. <laughs> Back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi. Um, <laughs> Girl, you went. <laughs> I know, I'm always last. I don't know why. I can't go. <laughs> I just like want to get started. I didn't even finish and you already saying your name. <laughs> I just really want to talk about this book. <laughs> okay, go. Hi, I'm S. <laughs> and you're Saf. <laughs> And this week we read Taming Demons for Beginners by Annette Marie. Do you say Annette Marie or Annette Mary? I say Annette Marie. Marie. Marie? Yeah. Okay. Anywho, we read that book, ladies and gents. Uh, It literally took over our lives, pretty much. Uh, Yes. Um, Still very much a part of my life. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it wasn't on the list of books we wanted to read. And then it just so happened that it just it had to happen. <laughs> it just it had it, this book would not leave us alone. Is it what was I'm like I felt like it was waiting for us, if that made sense. Like we were actually no, we were waiting for it. Well, I mean, it was waiting for us as if I hadn't been screaming at you for like two weeks to read the book. But, you know. <laughs> But I mean, like, I feel like it was a hit for, I mean, I don't, actually, I don't know S's thoughts on it yet. Blink once if you liked it. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, it was a hit for all of us. And it was, that's kind of like, it's hard to do if it's not an Immortals After Dark book, right? So I was really, I was so pleased. I haven't felt this addicted to a book in a long time, I feel like. That I agree like with Like, I, I, I came into this book with no expectations, really. Like, I, I mean, I knew from people on Twitter mm-hmm. and such that, like, it's a well-loved novel, especially, especially for people that love the monster husband trope. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't have any expectations. And then I was just sucked into the novel and I couldn't put it down. I was just like, this is everything I've always wanted and didn't know I needed in my life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because I remember you talking about it the last episode, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like, it sounds like I'll like it, but I'm mm-hmm. not, like, it doesn't, I don't know, I was just worried that I wasn't going to like it as much as you did, or, like, I just wasn't going to like it in general, because I haven't really been having a lot of hits this year, and mm-hmm. that being said, I finally opened this book, and I couldn't put it down, like, it literally kept me up until 6 a.m., like, <laughs> I just could not sleep, and then I got, it like, addicted, I haven't read a book in a day since like 2019 like I was like a book a day like book one and then book two and then book three and now I'm on book oh, four I miss those days yeah it's so great and like mm-hmm. me and S were fully messaging at like five well for me it was 5 a.m for her it was 2 a.m and I'm and then she what did you say I was obsessed I was um <laughs> do you want to go back and read the messages uh I actually have it saved did you save them because I was I couldn't stop laughing because I was putting my phone down because I was like okay Sephora it is 5 a.m. I need to go to sleep. Um, I love how I'm a part of this chat, but I'm definitely the most responsible and normal human being between the three of us because yeah. I was asleep at five in the morning. <laughs> and then I in the chat. Okay, so let me just uh, let me read what. Okay, so as had said, am I really awake at almost 2 a.m. listening to Demon Boy book instead of being asleep? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Why? Yes. Yes, I am. And then I'm like in all caps locks. Girl, am I really awake at almost 5 a.m. reading more of? <laughs> Demon Boy in book three. Why? Yes, I am. <laughs> and then you're like, why are we like this? 
And and then we just went on to talk about the book and fangirl. And then I'm like, imagine when Marge sees this in the morning because she's going to wake up in like an hour. Um, yeah. And we're only just going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what we haven't said is that Seth and I just are, you know, way past book one at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Seth is currently reading the fourth one. I don't know. She might have finished it at this point. Uh, um, no, I, ha- I actually didn't. Not yet. Marge, you haven't started the fourth one? No, I, I finished the third one. The third one. And oh, then okay. I moved on to other things because I'm trying to pace myself. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so how long did it take you to read all four? You're already on the fourth book. So I, okay, so I read, read, I finished the first book on November 17th. What? And it took me a day and a half to read it. Yeah, so, it's a pretty let's easy Let's say read. like December 16th or so. Mm-hmm. So it's been over two weeks <laughs> since I started this series, which I feel like is a testament to my own uh, self-control. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and for yeah. Seth, it's barely, what, a week? Less than a week? I didn't Three start days? on Monday. <laughs> I started like really? on Monday and then here I am on book four. Holy shit. Yeah. How long did it take you to read book one? I think three days, three, four days. That's I just finished bad. it actually the last hour I had like of the audio and I finished it this morning. Oh, because you did the audio. How mm. is that? I like it. I, I, really I read it for that. once. <laughs> My own two eyes. <laughs> no, I, I listened to the audio and I actually really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed yeah. her voice. Yeah. I, I liked I I tried it out just to see like just mm-hmm. hearing like a preview or whatever. And um, I liked her voice for the girl. I just wasn't sure how I liked her voice for yeah. the guy. But mm-hmm. I really liked how she was uh, doing the whole, like, inner monologue. I felt mm-hmm. like it was really um, enjoyable. So, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I also read the book, too. Because it was on Kindle, yeah. Kindle Unlimited. So, uh-huh. it's pretty good. Let's do the blurb first. Okay, okay. And girl afterwards. All right. It'll be a quick one. I'll just do, like, a quick little sum up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we start off with Robin, who is our main female lead. Um, her parents had died, and so she ends up staying with her uncle and his family um, until the inheritance and the will and all of that is taken care of, and she gets what, you know, her parents left for her. Um, and then she also knows that her uncle and his family are summoners of demons. Like, um, So basically, it's um, the world is very, like, urban fantasy, like, paranormal. Um, so... If you're part of the magical world, like, you know, you wield magic, that could be, like, fire, water, whatever. If you're a mythic, that's what they're called. Um, If you hold any power, you're called a mythic. Um, So summoners, um, some of them are legal and some of them are illegal. Her uncle happens to be an illegal summoner. And him and his partner ended up summoning a demon from the 12th house. Um, There's 12 demon houses. And they end up summoning a demon from there. And the demon's not cooperating at all. He does not want to be contracted. Um, So no one's seen him. He's stuck in, like, this black dome. And um, the only uh, reason as to why Robin is there is she just wants her inheritance that we find out later on is the family grimoire. Um, And she just wants it. But she knows something's fishy going, like, something fishy is happening around that because her uncle is just dodging the subject and just not talking about it. Um, She goes snooping in the library to see if she can find any answers um, as to where it could be. Just, you know, she just needs to know where it is. Um, And then she also ends up with the demon because he's trapped in the library as well. And she... Her curiosity gets the better of her, and she decides to uh, throw some cookies into the summoning circle. <laughs> I love that part. I love how she's like, what if I throw it at him, and then he throws it back, and like the cookie will literally kill me because he's so strong or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was so funny, and then he does. And yeah. then, well, okay, first of all, she was just like <laughs> passing them in, and then she was like, where are the cookies going? Are they just going to yeah. like the black abyss? And then like, it just he just pelts one at like on her forehead and apparently she ended up with like a, a a bruise because of how strong his throw was and I just couldn't stop laughing I was dying like this book had like the humor and like it was like good humor like it was humor I couldn't like stop laughing at yeah anyways um so basically they end up kind of making a deal like she'd give him food in order I guess for him to talk to her and um so what happens is she bakes him a lot of things she loves to bake. Um, so she makes him cookies, cakes, um, 
what else does she make? She makes literally everything for this demon. And then one of the questions she had for him was to reveal himself. And we got our first look at our our husband, our current husband. <laughs> our current <laughs> obsession. <laughs> And yeah, he's sexy. He was. He is. Yeah. He was just hot. Anyways, Robin also was taken aback because this man was sexy AF. And uh, yeah, so she also gets his name, and his name is Xylus, except I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong, and he would call me stupid. Um, how did, how is it pronounced? I was curious about that. How is it pronounced in the audiobook? It's pronounced uh, Xylus. 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 And it rhymes with when he says Pylus, when he calls her human. Pylus. Yeah. So it kind of, it sounds the same. Listen, in my head I was saying Pylus. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how to pronounce any of these words. So how do you say it? Xylus. Xylus. Well, I'm just going to say Xylus because honestly, I, I'm i probably going to mispronounce it anyways. <laughs> what else happens? Um, so hap- what happens is uh, Amelia, not Amelia, Amelia is her uncle's daughter, so her cousin, um, who hates her because of like the lies that her own father had told her about Robin and her family. Um, but that quickly changes as she realizes that Robin was not at all like keeping secrets uh, like summoning secrets from the family Um, and that was the whole main reason as to why Amelia didn't like her and Amelia and her end up becoming somewhat like allies in this book and later on becomes friends they become friends in that yeah they do in this book yes um anyways I'm like I don't know why I'm like it's all jumbling together because like I read it like the the whole series as one book (laughs) Um, to anyway. be fair, though, it's kind of blurry in my mind, too. Okay. It's been two weeks. Okay. So, to be fair. <laughs> Don't spoil um, it. <laughs> so, demons have this thing called a breaking point. Um, so, it usually is around, like, the 10th day or whatever. And they had expecting... Had, sorry, had expected uh, Xylus to reach his breaking, breaking point already. Um, but he hadn't because we find out later on that demons need heat and um, food to keep going. And because our girl Robin was feeding him sweets and all that, he ended up Wait, living longer. It's heat, food, and something else. Light? Light. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So warmth, uh, food, and light. Um, so the her uncle and his partner ensured that there was no light at all in the basement. It was freezing cold, um, and obviously he wasn't given food. Um, so they couldn't figure out as to why he wasn't reaching his breaking point. Um, but yeah, so Robin realizes she's the reason as to why. Um, and then her her step-cousin, I guess, so his name's Travis, um, he catches her in the circle and then he decides to use her as bait um, to get Xylus to uh, contract with um, a rival guild. Um, like, they're apparently, like, really bad. So he was actually going against his own stepfather because he wanted to have his own demon. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, so they slice her up and they try to get um, the demon within the circle, which we know Xylus, to um, form a contract because they think that he wants to eat her. Um, and so they end up, what happens is Robin ends up on the ground and puts her hand over the circle, over the line. And Xylus pulls her in and they make a deal. Um, and their deal is he must protect her and in return she'll give him cookies. <laughs> but it's um, just the most unfair bargain. But he, t- to be fair, he did ask for her soul. And she was like, he did. And she said no. And he was like, fine. Cookies, dad. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how, how is one of them? What I, I feel like those are not equivalents. <laughs> And thus begins their story. And it is delicious. Yes. To say the least. 
So, did you like this book? I think, yes, I loved it. What about I you mean, guys, I mean, I feel girls? like we've answered that already. How did you discover it? How did Have you read this author before? I, I don't quite know. It was just on my TBR, you know? Mm. Okay. <laughs> As every other book that exists. See, your um, TBR has some rights. Well, yeah, it does. Thank it you does. for saying that, because it really does. Um, there's some gems in there, I'm sure. Um... But the whole reason, I don't know, like, I, I, it just, suddenly I was like, oh, yeah, that one book with, like, the demon on the cover. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, I kind of feel like reading that. And then I went on Twitter and I posted, like, two books and I was like, I don't know which of these two to read. And then someone commented, was like, you have to read Taming Demons for Beginners. I was like, okay, fine, cool, I'll do that next. And the rest is history. <laughs> what about you, S? Did you end up liking it? Oh, I loved it. Okay, okay. I really did. Yeah. It was really good. It was refreshing, too. And yeah. I feel like we needed that change. You know? It was so refreshing. I think one of the things that I love, that I love most about Xylus is how not human he is. Yes. And I feel like oftentimes, we know, we're all, all of us read a lot of sci-fi romance, a lot of alien romance, mm-hmm. to be more precise, um, and I feel like oftentimes the aliens look alien, but they don't act alien exactly. very much. And what was so appealing about Xylus here is that he doesn't look that different. I mean, he does have like a tail and four horns, you know. And a different usual. skin color and fangs. <laughs> yes. But he actually acts as if he's from another world and that is so fresh to me like I can't say that I've read a monster husband in a long while that felt this alien to me like he he doesn't understand the concept of empathy Mm -hmm. the concept of kindness of just doing something for someone just because yeah (laughs) like he he doesn't get that which is funny in retrospect because he does yeah the bargain in itself is like kind of you know, he never would have done that if he was truly just evil and didn't understand empathy at exactly. all. But whatever. Yeah. But I think um, that comes down to his environment as well. Like his alien, not alien, his demon world was very much like, like it was all about survive like, or you predator. die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it was a brutal world, and it's like that's all he's ever known. Like that's literally yeah. you know killing or be killed. That's all he's ever known. Oh, girl, I am not saying that this is a thing against him. I'm no, saying no, no, this no. Is I know, no, <laughs> I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's like the reason as to why he's like that. Like I don't know what if he had lived oh, yeah. in a different type of world. Would no, he yeah, have been there's different? a reason for it. Yeah, and I I loved I loved his character, and like I loved how he kept questioning things, and like. She kept telling him, like, you know, would you ever, like, just do something for someone? Like, just to just be nice. And he doesn't, un- as you said, doesn't understand the concept of being nice. Yeah. And, yeah, it was great. And I and also loved how slow the story is. Like, not the story, but, like, their relationship. Well, yeah. This book doesn't actually belong on this podcast because it's no. not a romance. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first book, anyway. It's yeah. a very slow burn type but i of feel romance. like there was tension at least for me well yeah the tension like, is oh my gosh term, yes it's not like actually romantic if you will but you know yeah. like both characters are like doing things that you're like mm, do you touch people like that all the yeah. time <laughs> do you get up close and personal like that all yeah. the time really? i love silas's <laughs> lack of like personal space personal space yeah <laughs> Oh, he'd be all, all all over her and I'm like oh my god yeah I, I just love how he would just like pick her up and like <laughs> run away or whatever like, I know <laughs> I loved it um but I think like also one of the things that felt so fresh and different um about his character is how He's not the strongest. He's mm-hmm. not the tallest, the biggest, the most scary of demons. Like, in fact, his house... I don't know if you said that. Enough. I did talk about the 12 houses, but I didn't talk so, about, like, what's the strongest strongest, and what's the weakest. Okay, so, um, so like Steph said, like, there's different houses, and Xylus is from the 12th. And so it's, the actually, it's actually the weakest houses of demon possible. <laughs> So he's like the bottom of the food chain and he's used to being the prey. And I loved how that was like a sort of um, 
a thing that him and Robin would relate on. Like yeah. she's all she also feels really weak most of the time. You know, she's not. Like how Robin has no. her ways. Like she's got the emotional intelligence. She's got the brains. Girl can translate old Greek. Like who can say they can do that? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, she's not useless. She's just not, you know, strong yeah. and like she's kind of like no actually i don't want to fight and i'm like girl same. Yeah. <laughs> i, I was like i don't want to fight either but <laughs> i think it also comes down to like her size like i think she was just just yeah, barely five tiny. feet and like she's yeah. constantly undermined like it's just like uh-huh, the way yeah. she was you know she grew up and it's like that mm-hmm. mentality is like kind of hard to change and mold into something else but i love how how uh xylus wasn't the typical like scariest biggest Mm -hmm. strongest demon you know like that's just what we're used to and it was kind of um what's the word i'm looking for subversive i don't even know what that means so (laughs) like it kind of it kind of you expect something and then you're giving the complete opposite you know what i mean like even yeah. when you start the book, you think, oh, because they say, like, oh, he's so special, he's so special, so you're like, oh, shit, like, he's gonna be the big baddie, like, the, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then turns out he really isn't, and at first he's, he's like, oh, this guy is the king, and then she's like, oh, wow, okay, shit, like, he's really strong, and then he's like, I'm also a king, and she's like, oh, okay, of the 12th house. Yeah. <laughs> like, the weakest house. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love you, Silas. The amount of times yeah. I said, aw, when, like, reading this book, oh, and I should yes, not have, because he's still a psycho murderous baby. The amount of time I literally, like, squeezed my chest, I was like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> this is so yes, I should same. not find him this cute, but I do. There was a scene where um, Robin is having her panic attack because the cousin's leaving her. And she's like saying, like, I'm alone. I'm alone now. And, and she starts panicking. And he's like starting to worry. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then he leaves and he comes back with the cousin. And he, yeah. He pushes her down <laughs> and, like, the he's ground. he's holding her like, I don't like, even like, under his arm. Yeah. And then he picks up <laughs> her head, her, her hair, and like agreed to, to stay or to help Robin. Just like, so that, that part was stop. just like that was it <laughs> I yeah cry. that's so adorable i can't like he's just he is he does not give a fuck yeah what it means as long as robin is happy like it's yeah. just he will trample people he will force them like yeah. he will do anything as long as she's happy and say if he's like that's fine with me yeah, <laughs> yeah. i just love them robin and xylus like i just their bond in book one and like as it grows mm-hmm. later on but like their bond in yeah. book one was just it was so great to read about and like the way mm-hmm. it just like evolved as the story progressed like hands down yeah. like one of my favorite relationships I think I've ever read about and I yeah. love how long she spends on that period where he's stuck in the summoning circle yeah like we spend a lot of time where we don't even see him you know, yeah. and it's just Robin slowly trying to get him used to her or just because she's curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just loved it because it kept you invested. Like, it kept you curious. Like, what does he look like? Yeah. And, like, no. What does he sound like? And what the frick is his name? And, like, what does it mean? Like, and, like yeah. you kept having those questions. And she really, like, she, she, it was drawn out, but, like, in the best way, not in, like, come on get on with it you know like it was just like yes uh i think it's because like the way she wrote his character like there's Mm -hmm. no way they would have had conversations outside of that summoning circle until Mm -hmm. after they formed their bond like xylus would have killed her two seconds flat like there was no i honestly Mm -hmm. don't think if he'd met her once that he would have just actually spent time and talked to her like they needed to have something going on and like the only reason i think he stuck around for as long as he did until like their relationship evolved after he came out of the circle was because of that promise of maybe going home it is so hard not to mention the other books i know right that is so hard (laughs) i feel like i need to talk but i'm like can i say that no we should have just uh read all four books and then did all four books and then the whole series we should have done that i do have a question though um and it's kind of towards the end Maybe you guys can. Maybe it's gonna make sense later on in the in the series, 
But like, okay, so they made their contract and the contract is he needs to protect her and she gives him cookies. And then there was a scene where Robin says, Robin, no, uh, Amalia says, Robin, didn't you notice? And she's like, notice what? When Red Rum was forcing you to give up your contract, Xylus caused them to cut your throat. Uh, If the contract prevented him from endangering you, he wouldn't have been able to move while the knife was anywhere near your neck. Yep. (laughs) So what is, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm not understanding, like, what does she mean by that? What? I think that what she means is that that shall be revisited later on. Yeah. Is that, is that, it'll make sense later on? Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Because, like, it is a question, like, she obviously, like, had it in the book for you to focus on, like, oh, wait, yeah, how is Robin allowed to get hurt if he was supposed to protect her? Well, it was also a question that kept coming back, like, what are the actual limits or guidelines of this contract? Exactly. Because the thing is, is, protecting to him could mean something entirely different because she never specified specified what she meant. I told us, I was like... I I have the Ice Planet Barbarian books to thank for this because if those books hadn't broken the ice for me, I never would be reading about like a reddish alien with a tail and horns <laughs> and like I, I would never. Those books were like my first books where it was like truly yeah. not human looking men. It took a while for you to um to give it a go, I remember. Oh, yeah. It took forever. And now here I am, like, freaking salivating over some demon. Yeah. I think it's so funny because, like, you guys both liked the Ice Planet and Barbarians. And, like, I couldn't get into them. And I think maybe I probably started reading them, like, when the phase was, like, you know, at the all-time high. So maybe, I don't yeah. know. I just. I, I mean, know. Ice Planet Barbarians is just fluff. Yeah. You know? It's it's smutty fluff, which yeah. you know sometimes rubs you the wrong the, the, the right way, and sometimes it's just <laughs> not your thing, you know. <laughs> and that's cool. Like I'm not always in the mood, but when I am in the mood, heck, if I'm not reading eight bajillion of those books back to back, yeah. <laughs> and it's and like crazy it's is that I started the series, yeah, and I stopped. And yeah. then March continued, and I think you actually finished all the I read, books. I read all 24 books. Oh, my she was the one that was. She was the one that was against starting the series. She's like, nope. And she finished it. I was like, these bitches are insane for reading about blue aliens. Like, I yeah. did not understand it at first. They were like, no, like, it's amazing. Just you wait and see. Mm-hmm. Like, And I was like, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to do it. She did it. Famous last words. <laughs> so anyway, just wanted to mention them because it's truly because of those books that I'm here now reading about red demons. So, you know. That's nice. We all have a first. I don't even know what my first was. Yeah. Let me, I actually want to check. What was your first S? Because you said you weren't sure that was. I don't know. The beginning for Does you. Does it count like, um, uh, like Wolf Song? Like Shifter? Romance? No. Does no, that, that no. doesn't count. Like I'm, tr- um, I'm talking about like truly. Like monster. Different. Yeah. Looking, alien yeah. type of. Yeah. Then I want to say, yeah, I think it was the uh, Ice Planet Barbarians. I want to say those those were it. that was like my opening of like trying something different. What about like Beauty and the Beauty and the Beast stuff? Like any like books Beauty and the Beast fan fiction? Are... Yeah, I started there too. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean that doesn't count. But like that that no, uh, but that him as the, like the beast. Beast. She's uh-huh. talking about my um my childhood and how I used to love reading Beauty and the Beast fan fiction, but him staying as the beast. Oh, so you're into bestiality is what you're saying. No. <laughs> I just thought he was hotter I as see. the beast. <laughs> oh, God. Breaking news. Uh, please don't put that It's fine. We podcast. don't keep shame over here. I'm not a furry, okay? <laughs> you sure? It's okay, girl. No judgment. You guys watch Beastars, though. Oh, I, I did. Oh, and I loved that Beastars show. It was so good. I'm still waiting for the rabbit and the wolf to. Y'all watched a wolf have sex with a rabbit. Yep, still waiting for it. I love it. <laughs> Season two actually is coming out next year, though, so I'm excited. Oh, 
I'm such an idiot. One, I think the earliest memory I have is um, Laura. I think her name's Laura Lee, and I think it's called the Breed Breed Series. I don't know. I'm kind of messing oh, it up. Oh, but that's Shifter, isn't it? But he had a weird dick. <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> What's going a, on? A weird dick. Okay, so he had lion-like um, attributes. But his little, you know, dingling, it was a little. His dingling. <laughs> his massive dingling. It had, okay, it sounded so painful, but like as a young, you know, child in high school, like grade nine, um, I was all for it. It had like, um, like barbs and it was supposed to just inside Grip of you. Inside? And I'm like, how did this not kill her? Anyways. Well. I guess it's the same as like a knot, but isn't it, it? But it clings He's, like, on. stuck inside. And like the reason why they didn't have like sex until like later on, like they did a lot of other things, is because like he was scared of like what it would do to her. And what did it do to her? She just enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I tried those books like forever ago, and it just I don't know. I was scandalized perhaps at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should try them again. I mean, yeah. There's like eight billion books in that series. That mm-hmm. has, so I think if I you start on those, them. you're you're never finishing them. <laughs> I just I just want to research what Seb said. She needs to do it for science. <laughs> yeah. For science. But I love how Robin would always like try to look at like Xylus and do things with Xylus for science, only for science. For for science, yes. Yeah. It was so great. Okay, so one of my critiques of this book, which, to be honest, there's very few. Um, it is perfection, if only for Xylus, but, like, for more things than just him, but, like, for him. <laughs> um, I felt like the ending, there was a lot going on. I felt like there was, like, eight endings. <laughs> Did you guys feel yeah. that way? Like, it was like, oh, this huge thing happened, and then this huge thing is happening, mm-hmm. and then this one. And I was like, <laughs> How many times are we going to end this book? Like, usually there's, like, one climax at the end, but there was, like, ten. Yeah. But it, it built up the rest of the series, right? Like, everything. Yes, it did. it did. Like, it did. It, it, it needed did. to happen in this book. But at the time when I finished book one, because, like, right before I would say that part, it was, like, amazing. Five stars. What the hell? This mm-hmm. is the greatest thing I've ever read. But then I would say that because of that, it, like took me out of the story just a little bit because I was like this is a lot I feel like and and to be fair I was like well how are we gonna go through four books you know now it makes sense how we're gonna go through four books of this because you know I, I've read it but like at the time I was like well what the hell do we do now mm-hmm. you know no I did feel that way too but I, I also felt like I just kept like upping my anxiety and like my yeah. stress because like it kept yeah. going and going and going and like she got captured you know she almost died Amelia almost died like Xylus almost died and like things were going the, on the cousin and then, like, betrays them he betrays them but then turns out he tries to help them but then he betray- betrays them again but then he helps them <laughs> I was like this family messed and up and then like Xylus is like do I kill him <laughs> what do you want me to do but um question i had um so we know that um xylus and robin's contract is illegal because um you know he was illegally summoned and illegally contracted it's just not happening in their world um and no one can know about their contract obviously not their contract but like the clauses of their contract and what they agreed upon and so basically, I, I didn't talk about this, but um, demons are supposed to, like, lose all agency when they get into a contract. That means, no, they can't speak unless, no, they actually can't speak at all. They can't move or do anything for their, themselves um, because their human, con- well, I guess, controls them. Um, so that, obviously, Xylus is not like that. He has his magic, and magic also is not allowed when you're, you have a contract. Um, so Xylus and Robin were fully just walking on the street and like they were talking and then a person from her guild, 
um, saw them interacting and obviously interacting with the demon is something that should never happen, obviously. Um, and then Xylus instantly goes and kills him. And obviously Robin was taken aback because she was scared. How did you guys feel about that situation? I mean, it's Xylus. I mean, he doesn't, he knows what he knows, you know? Like, he's a deliciously adorable murder baby. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't fault him for it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Bless like bless like so are you talking about the the guy that was that was sent to kill them? Um well he was part of the guild but he was also yes supposed to Well, well yeah, she well, turns out the guy was going to kill them off anyway. For Xylus, like um as had said that that's just who he is like he was told no one can know about this contract and like how he has yeah. his agency. Yeah. Um so he killed the guy because he honestly didn't think anything of it um but yeah but i like how she was like taken aback by it like yeah. i thought that was really human of her <laughs> but like yeah. you know it's the kind of reaction that you would expect which i don't know like usually in those books it's like the girl's like oh my god wow yeah you know, kind of like how we're acting like, like he oh, saved he's me. me yeah yeah <laughs> but for her it was like how dare you do that yeah you take a you human know? life and like for him yeah. lot like he saw that guy as a threat a threat to like his life that he has obviously right now with robin and like you know that could be taken away from him and he just obviously didn't want the promise of not being able to go home taken away from him but yeah it's just like as you said he's slowly learning and like learning about human emotions and things like that but at that point he is a demon. Like, he knows what he knows, and he does what he does, because that's all he knows. Um, yeah. And yeah, now we can talk about, you know, how d demons are yes. treated. So, how did you feel about that? Because I... Okay, so demon summoning is, like, a really normal thing in this world, it seems. Yeah. But, well, I mean, somewhat normal, I guess. Um, and they don't have to silence them or... or forbid them from using their magic but yeah. they choose to do it they don't have to because we know that there are demons who are contracted and are not they still can use their magic still yeah. have their own willpower still um can use their voice is so, that mentioned in this a, book yes because from my understanding i feel like it's uh no the the guy just... what's his name the claude claude's demon is He's contracted, to... yet he can still speak, use his magic, and do all those things. And so okay. it's a choice. I don't think that happened in this book, Marge. It does. We know this. I'm pretty sure we do. I think you just meet the demon in the end when he, like, psh, psh, to Xylus and, like, makes him unconscious. Okay, mm. well, that doesn't change what I'm saying, <laughs> which is <laughs> the fact that this is a choice. Yes, yeah, okay, it doesn't really to silence them to literally take them from their world silence them like how did you feel about that because i i i'm like it's really hard to sympathize with demon summoner i'm like really against the practice oh no <laughs> like, me too i hated it throughout I, the book i was like this is wrong it is so wrong and like it, it left like a sick feeling in my stomach because like imagine like your control being given to someone else and like it's, like, obviously it's reminiscent of, like, our life back in the day and, like, how things were for a lot of different races of people. And yeah. continuously, it's probably still like that for some people. And it's, like, it's really interesting that the author decided to include that and, like, that aspect of reality in her very paranormal story. Um, and, like, I don't know. I just, I, I loved to, like read about it and I love to see how different Robin was from it um obviously because she's not a summoner she didn't grow up with that practice and like it's just it's awful like it's an awful idea and it's an awful situation to ever I don't know find yourself in yeah and and like you said it's hard not to correlate that with how we silence minorities mm -hmm. you know how like it's just they can't speak for themselves. They can't even choose what they do. Exactly. Like, they literally become a puppet. Like, it's just, what the hell? I yeah. was so against 
<laughs> I know. And then obviously, I mean, I don't want to say anything about the rest of the series, but you would think that, you know, she kind of develops that idea even more. And we find out things that were like, Jesus Christ. So it goes deeper then. It does. Yeah, then than just does. the summoning and controlling. It's really and... sad. And I don't know. I'm just... It's a, And sometimes, like, I even thought it was... You know, like, sometimes I find myself, like, not really liking Robin when she uses the... The Inferno. Yes, because mm-hmm. I was like, when she uses it and he doesn't want to... Oh. I find that really hard sometimes. What what did what did you girls think of the scene where um they're looking for the first that first demon that that's gone loose and he's staying on whatever one, yeah to yeah and then she ends up screaming and he's like worried like no where they're I think they're in the alley right yeah oh so they're scene. looking for Tahesh. And yeah. then they see him, and then he tries to pull her away and saying, "No, let's wait, let's get out. Oh, I let's go." That and she scene. ends up screaming to get to get him to kill him. Yeah, and sure yes. and she forces him. She forces, she forces, forces him, him to do it, even though she can see he's scared and he doesn't want to do it, and he's pushing her away. And I was like, I loved how he yeah. was pushing her away without saying it, but it, and he was really aggressive about it. And you're like, geez, what's going on? Yeah. But then yeah. he just wanted her out of there, and because he was scared, and she knows he's scared, and he, she tells him, "Do it." Yeah, yeah. I was like, Robin, girl, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Well, what because, like, doing? Robin's mentality, like, we spend, obviously, the whole book is in her POV. Uh-huh. Um, she thinks that it's her fault that Tahesh got out. It's her fault that, like, people are dying and all of that. So she feels like it's her mission to get Xylus to, you know, obviously destroy Tahesh because he was, mm-hmm. like, he let him out. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I see where up? she was thinking like, what she was thinking about and, like, how yeah. she felt guilty for it. But, like, I agree. It's, like, he fully was not, you know, ready to fight a demon like but that. Isn't that fucked up when you think about it? How Tahesh was summoned despite his will. Mm-hmm. And then Xylus frees him for two reasons. A, because they, they're both essentially slaves. And two, because... He thinks that Tahesh might might find a way back to their world so that they can go back. And she expects Xylus to kill him because he's the one that freed him. Like, I'm just... I know that, like, I'm going way deeper in this, into this and I probably should. And, like, no, this is no I, offense I to the book. Are. Like, I, I, I love the book. Like, this is not a critique, really. It's just, like, when mm-hmm. you start thinking about it and thinking about, like, yeah. when you start relating it to our own world, mm-hmm. it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, humans are, like, I, like, I'm, Wild. okay, spoiler. I think humans are the monsters in the story. Anyways, <laughs> like, it's honestly, like... I was like, you go to Hesh, you kill all the humans you want to because we're shit. As you said, he was summoned to be someone's slave. And, like, imagine, like, that anger and, like, that desire to destroy and ruin those people mm-hmm, that wanted yeah. to enslave him. But, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't really hurting people until later on. Like, I don't know. I just, like, it's, it's such a hard thing to read about. And, like, I love that Xylus even took the minutes after to explain to her. Well, basically, he yelled at her. Like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't ready. Like, I was not at all ready. I only fight when I can see my victory. And, like, it wasn't that time. And you blew it. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, she needed to know she was wrong. Okay. (laughs) So, what is the monster in this story, you think? Seth kind of started, so let's go. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we kind of already talked about it in the sense where, like, uh-huh. humans in in this world, and I guess in ours, <laughs> where, like, they're the monsters. For sure. Yeah, like, they yeah. are the monsters. Like, who are we to go in to another world and, like, abduct... Or another country. Other countries, yes. So, okay, like, in context of this book, let's just, let's talk about okay. this book. And, like, you know. Okay. <laughs> um, so, basically, the humans in this book. You can draw the parallels that you want. Exactly, okay. because they are there. They are hitting you <laughs> in the face. Um, anyways, so they go into another world, one that's, you know, not they don't go in, but they, you get, you get my drift. 
Um, yeah. So they go in. They It's a new world. You know, you don't know anything about it. But you're like, you know what? Let me abduct beings, you know, from this world. So they summon demons who are different, who are stronger, who have magic. Um, and they become basically their slaves for power, for status. Um, and like Marge and us and I have said, that the demon's agency is stripped away. Um, so they lose their magic. They lose their um, ability to speak, their ability to move on their own and do things on their own. Um, just for a sliver of a chance that maybe they can go home if their summer dies. Like, how bizarre is that? And like humans don't see anything wrong with it. All they want. It's is like the power, the status that comes with being a demon summoner. And like they just collect demons like they're nothing. And it's just it's crazy. Like it's honestly like humans of this world, they are the monsters. The demons in their own world, they fear humans. Like they fear that, you know, that day that they get called and summoned. And then when they come back, when they do come back, it's not the same. Like they're not considered the same anymore. Yeah. So they're ostracized in a way. Because how it works is like each house, so there's 12 houses, um, they have one king that rules the house. Like that's the strongest of the house. And the, mm-hmm. only the king is the one that gets summoned. So they, the king gets replaced as soon as um, the demon gets summoned. And then it continues on like that. And then there's some houses that demons are getting summoned like by the minute. And they just, they don't replace him because... You know, well, like, because it creates a bloodbath too. Like the way to become king is to kill off all your opponents. Yeah. And so by taking demons like that and summoning them, you're creating this circle of violence in the in their world, in the demon world. Yeah. Which was not always this way. Exactly. We are the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> humans are the problem. Like humans are the problem. Yeah. Anyways, um, on a perhaps more positive note, question mark, um, for Robin, so Robin is an interesting character to me because I feel like as of late, the, you know, big trend is to have like this badass heroine who knows, you know, is confident and knows her shit and knows what to do and can take control, but also has like moments of vulnerability. Yes. Which are important. So I'm not saying like those are bad. Like I love those heroines. But Robin was like a breath of fresh air in a way because she is not that. Like she is not confident. Mm -hmm. And that is an issue for her when she's trying to overcome. Like she's not confident. She is very shy. She hates confrontation. (laughs) Which is like the worst thing that could possibly happen when you're stuck with a demon and like there's murders happening all over the city. (laughs) Not liking confrontation is like not the time, honey. Um, So I love that about her because I feel like it's so relatable and it's so different. She was so relatable. Any other heroine, I would say, that we've had so far on the podcast. Like, she's unlike any of them. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. And, like, social anxiety, it's, like, it's such a thing that a lot of people deal with. And, like, me being one of them. Like, being in crowds, being with people I don't know, confronting people about situations. I really, like, resonated. Like, Robin really resonated with me because, like, that whole beginning of a story when she was trying to like build a conversation in her head and like coming up with different scenarios as to which way this conversation can go with her uncle I'm like girl I do that all the time (laughs) (laughs) and it's like her fear and like stress of like talking to someone and like she was trying to confront her uncle about her inheritance and it's just like girl I felt that and, or just, like, how she was trying to bond with her cousins, and they were just not having yeah. it at first. I, was, I felt so bad. Yeah, they like, were so oh rude. She's like, hey, guys, and no one answers. <laughs> Who wants my cookies? No one wants them but Silas. Silas, Silas does. Like, I felt so bad. But then, thank, thank God, Emily had, like, a redemption yeah. story of sorts, because yeah. I was really... I was like, are they really just going to be, like, the evil cousins or whatever? Yeah. But then, no. It turns out she's pretty nice. So, But think about, like, 
the energy and like the the will that Robin needed to even like say hi to them after the constant rejection she got like ugh, Robin like she was such a sweet person and it's like she dealt with like so many like situations internally and like that's so relatable to us and mm-hmm. yeah I just I love and it's nice to see it evolve you know because yeah. obviously the point is for her to get yeah. to a point where that's not an issue anymore but yeah. it was really interesting to see how it's dealt with in this first book I agree um I have a small quote just for her character it says things I hated confrontation any form of, sp- of spotlight and not knowing what I was doing in a strange place in front of strange people mm-hmm. this was my social insecurities nightmare yeah. So she's really just like, poor girl is literally thrown like she has to do all those things now. <laughs> yeah. Do do you think that maybe her parents didn't prepare her for that world? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I mean, you could even add that to the monster. Like mm-hmm. her parents knew that she was going to be put into this situation eventually. I mean, not minus the demon part, but like <laughs> That eventually she was going to probably be in, the, in danger for who she is and what she owns. Exactly. And they never prepared her for that. So yeah. I would say that they're, you know, sometimes parents think they're doing the best for you and then turns out it's actually the worst. Yeah. But so. it's like that whole idea. It's like not just parents, but like people in general, like they sometimes withhold information thinking that they're protecting you, but in actuality, they're actually harming you. And in this case, it honestly did harm Robin because she wasn't prepared for anything that happened in the series. It was like, Mm -hmm. she had to learn as she went. And like, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to overcome. And like on top of like her social anxiety and like all that comes with Mm -hmm. it, it's just, she was a character that was dealing with a lot internally. And like, she had a lot going on, like, in her environment as well and I just loved that like with Xylus though like she was scared and she was like afraid to confront him at times but like when she had to like I love that her strength just came out and like she fought him when she needed to and like made him understand things um well, I think he pushes her too I like that about him like he pushes her to yes. do those things like because he's like I just love how honest he is <laughs> Like, about how he feels. Yeah. And, like, when she does stupid-ass things, he's like, you're being stupid right now. <laughs> it's just, he calls her out. And I'm like, yes, Silas, this is the kind of person I need in my life. Like, yeah. just call me out so I can grow. And, like, she does grow. Yeah. Um, I have another quote about um, uh, Robin using her power to perhaps force Xylus into doing doing things and like a moment of realization if you will in her part um it says we were bound together I had saved his life and he had saved mine though it was magic that forced him to protect me he had fought and bled to keep me safe I would never abuse the power I had over him Mm -hmm. he and I were in this together and demon or not he deserved as much respect and consideration as I would give anyone else who'd save my life. So I think it's like an important moment for her of like realizing that this, there's a lot of power in this. And just because he comes from another world and looks different doesn't mean that she should um, use that power. Exactly. Doesn't mean that she shouldn't create a relationship of equality with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like everything in this book had a purpose and like, that whole situation of like you know him mindlessly killing someone yes it had it served a purpose it was you know like you said later on in the book she learned that like he is different he does have different ways of thinking of things but he's still a person at the end of the day he's still a like not a human being he is a being <laughs> with like their own thoughts and their own strengths and weaknesses and yeah i just i loved that slow growth I'm excited to um, dive into the next books because I want to see that develop. I'm telling you, it just gets better and better. And then there was a mention of, I think it was Darius when she's talking to Robin and to Xylus. And Robin mentions him being, Xylus being her partner. Yeah. And Darius comments like, oh, like yeah. you should I have, have the quote. He had a face. He made a face. I like have his a quote. face yeah. when you said that. I was like, what was mm-hmm. his face? Yeah. Um, Okay, I have it. So he's like, by the way, Robin, he murmured, 
The expression on your demon's face when you called him your partner was fascinating. My mouth dropped open. He smiled. I'm looking forward to hearing the whole story. So that was like him talking about like, you know, the obviously he finds out that their uh, contract isn't legal. Um, but yeah, I know that whole look. I really want to know what like that word means to him. Like Xylus. I guess he's never really had that in his life. The idea of like having someone that's his equal, like his partner. Can I talk about my favorite scene? Yes. The whole book? <laughs> so towards the end of the book, like the very, very end, she finally <laughs> makes uh, good on her promise of cookies. Yeah. And she's like... Like, what do you like about them? Like, do you actually like them? Because oh, he I have refuses the same for too. the whole of the book. He refuses to say if he likes them or not. Because, first of all, he's never tasted food, like human food. Yeah. And, like, they don't even technically need food in his world yeah. to survive. So it's like, he's just eating them for no reason, really. And she's like, do you like them? Like, like I don't understand. And he tells her this like thing of like in his world they have like this tree that like has fruits yeah. and like every like he's gotten into fights like he's killed before for these to get fruits. the fruits yeah <laughs> and and she says he thought my cookies were better than a fruit he'd killed to eat i'd have to make sure no one ever tried to take food from him it sounded dangerous yeah <laughs> oh. It's like it's so relatable. sweet though. But I love how it goes from like, yeah, I killed for these fruits. And then he pauses yeah. and then he's like, and he's like, these, these are better. These are better. These are better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Silas. I love him. Would you survive in this world? Probably not, unless I had a skill. If I was a mythic, maybe. I don't know. Because I wouldn't want to be a summoner as much as I would want a, like a demon man like Xylus. I don't want to be a summoner. Um, well, I mean, I'm thinking, like, this is our world. And if you're human, you probably don't even know these things are happening. Exactly. So I would survive, I think. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I don't know that I would want to be a part of the whole uh, summoning or even, like, the mages. Like, I'm not even a big fan of them. I mean, it's cool to have power. Meh. It's, it sounds so difficult. Like, they have to recharge their cantrips yeah. or whatever. And, like, it's so much work. They have to learn them. They have to draw them. I'm just like, no, it's it's just, it sounds like a lot of work. I don't think I would want to be a part of any of it. What about you, Wes? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's a maybe for me. That you, maybe you would survive or maybe you would want to be a part of it. Be Be a part of it. I don't know. I don't think I would survive, probably. I don't know. I guess I'll just be in the world and bake cookies and like unless I'm like summoning a demon, like it's a husband, then like yeah, of <laughs> course, married, then sure. <laughs> but again, like I'd have to be like, so demon, would you want this? And like, <laughs> would you want to marry this? And then you know, and then if they say no, sadly, I'd be like, okay, fine, never doing this again. <laughs> bye bye, sending you back. The embarrassment. <laughs> and then you can't oh, even send them back, so it's like you're stuck with them. True. Mm. See, then I don't want to be a summoner of any kind. Oh, question. I don't know if they talked about this, but like you know how um basically every single contract between a summoner or like contractor and their demon, it's like they obviously give up their um you know their rights basically and their control but like the human gives up their soul like when they die their yeah. soul goes with the demon and then they get back um yeah. to their world where does their soul go what is the purpose of taking their soul does it give them more power Oh, I think it's explained. Maybe not in this book, but I feel like I remember it's explained how the soul helps them through. Oh, helps them through. But also, it's kind of, I, I kind of like that in a way because it's like, you kind of have to be pretty soulless to do this. <laughs> it's like to summon a demon and then contract the demon. So I feel like selling your soul to the devil is <laughs> like pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's kind of like the price people pay for like, even in our world, in our society, it's like, um, for the idea of power, like the promise of power, you basically, you kind of sell your soul in the sense where like, it's like, how far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go to get what you want? 
Um, you know, you do bad things, you do things that, you know, people with a moral compass would not do. Um, so in a sense, it's kind of like you're selling your soul. So I guess, you know, that whole idea kind of resonates with our world. Yeah, and it often involves treating others or stepping on others in order to get there. Exactly. And I feel like in this case, the demons are kind of what you're stepping on or using for that. Yeah. So, and like, when you think about it, like, it it's even more fucked up than that. Because in combat, who is getting hurt? The demon. Mm. It is not the contractor who gets hurt. He's just standing on the sidelines guiding the, the demon. So what what exactly is the purpose of of summoning the demons then? for is power? Just, just for power? Yeah. Just for for funsies? Like oh, and for status me... as well? Because like I yeah. think with as many like different demons from the like different houses, you're considered more powerful, right? So like the idea of having like a demon from ooh maybe possibly all the houses, that's yeah. like that you will be like seen as the ultimate. Holder of power. I mean, some some demon names are sold for millions. And yes. so it's like million. having like this antique, you know, this super rare antique from whatever, wherever in the world that probably was stolen. So, you know, it's kind of like that. It's just for power and notoriety, you know? It's just, I don't know. It's fucked up, man. It's, there's no point to it because it's not like there's demon fights happening in the streets every day. I doubt that, you know? So I was like, like, when I was reading it, I was, I was telling my mom about it. Um, I was like, mom, it's kind of like Pokemon where like you get a demon and like, you know, you just, you fight with your demon. When I was reading the first book before you like, you know, you read more about it. And I'm like, and then she was like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, mom, it's like Pokemon. I mean, it kind of is, though. Yeah. You just send your demon out to fight for yeah. you. Oh, wait. Can I can I tell you guys something? I don't know. You can delete this. It might not even need to be in the podcast. Okay, so I was watching TV yesterday. And then, I don't know if you girls have seen the Ryan Reynolds commercial yet for Match.com. Yeah. I thought about no, you guys. I, haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I, I was dying. And then my mom, so my mom and I were watching it. And, like, I love that commercial so much. It's so funny. And it's, like, Satan got paired with 2020. And then Satan comes to Earth. <laughs> On Match.com. And then Satan was kind of, you know. I was like, ooh. Mm. You know what? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Mom, if Satan looked like that, I mean. And then I got a whole lecture as to, like, why I should not be Satan. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, lusting you over, really? you know, Satan. <laughs> it's kind of bad. I feel but, like uh, my family would not even blink if I said that at this point. <laughs> it was so funny. Just, but Satan I mean, like, hot. What can I say? Satan could have gotten it. I mean, have you seen, have you guys ever seen some of the paintings of Satan? Like, before the fall? He was hot. Yeah. He was hot. So. Like, As those Lucifer? paintings are hot. I'm like, how am I not supposed to sympathize with him? Like, yeah. Adam over there with Eve not even looking good. Like, I, I'm here for Satan. <laughs> <laughs> March. I mean, heck, I read Paradise Lost not long ago, and I was like, he's literally, like, you feel for him. You're like, I'm yeah. Satan in this context. Like, who cares about Adam? I know I shouldn't be saying this as, like, a, you know, a re- like a somewhat religious person <laughs> and like I'm sorry but like there's something about like the idea of him like obviously like his fall and like his struggle and it's like mm-hmm. it's appealing <laughs> we should do an episode on <laughs> paradise lost <laughs> who is the monster in this story <laughs> should we <laughs> Uh, okay, I think we should just end it. We're lusting after Satan now. Let's just stop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Satan is big. <laughs> yeah. S is like, let me close this right now. But the truth is, if Satan has gotten had gotten a little bit more love and understanding from Mr. God, oh he my never would have caused God. mayhem. He never would have fallen. No one loved him enough. And I'm like... I'm right here, Satan. Okay, he also was problematic in some senses, but, like, let's not get well, into it. This is not no religious podcast. Are we seriously sympathizing with Satan right now? I am. And I'm not religious, so I'm allowed. 
I can say that and I won't burn. (laughs) Anyways, I just found him hot in the commercial and I was like, Satan could get it. And that was all. (laughs) And he had the biggest horns. His yeah. horns. Okay, yes. Horns. Have you seen this commercial? I need to watch this. His horn to to head ratio was like. Imagine very good. the like the holding on to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. So this is it for this episode of Romancing the Monsters on Taming Demons for Beginners by Annette Marie. I hope you like this episode. Um, if you want to find out what we're reading next week, you can follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram, you can find us at um, Romancing the Monsters Podcast, or you can also find us on Twitter at the RTM Pod. You can also email us if you want to <laughs> at Romancing the Monsters Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on social media at um, Foes and Lovers on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me us on Instagram and on Twitter at But This Book. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Woes. That was such a struggle. I feel like I ran through mine and then Seth was like, Side note, can I just say that I love how I've been like eyeing other podcasts and like seeing what they like what their process is like. <laughs> and I love how everyone has like spreadsheets and like shared Google Stop, Docs do where everyone really? like writes in what they want to talk about and everyone's like aware of what everyone wants wants to talk about. And here we are, like absolutely disorganized. <laughs> we do not have notes. We do not have anything. We just come on here and are chaotic <laughs> it's just that's just that's just us though we are chaos in a podcast <laughs> all right bye guys <laughs> see you bye. next week oh lord